we're affecting potentially thousands on one work order, literally one work order. So you could be in the tens of thousands of people in the effect of a failure or success. And that's that edge of fear drives that level of success. It keeps you edgy, keeps you wandering, keeps you very vigilant. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution, and welcome to episode 38. I'm excited, so excited today because we're starting a brand new leadership series. And You guys ask for it, and we're going to give it to you. We're going to give you the opportunity to write in and ask questions from our leadership. Uh, Jim Robinson is joining us on these shows, and he's a wealth of knowledge. He's a thought leader in our space. Uh, He's been he's a serial entrepreneur, 35 years of running successful business. So I am really proud to be putting this together for you guys. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the mindset of a leader and a simple question, which is don't ask for things to be easier. Demand things to be, demand yourself to be better. So don't ask for things to be easier. Demand or require yourself to be better. It's not that hard of a concept, but you know what? A lot of people wish things are just, oh, I wish they were easier. But you know what? They're not going to get easier. Demand yourself to be better. Rise up. And that is how businesses grow and thrive. That leadership, that thought process. We talk about it all today on our episode for our leadership series. Welcome to FM Evolution. But before that, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Fluidlytics Intelligent Water Management Solution. Fluidlytics enables all businesses using water, including commercial buildings, hotels, and restaurants, to optimize and track their water usage in order to meet water sustainability goals, reduce water costs, and reduce water leakage. Start saving water and saving money. For a free evaluation with one of our technical experts, visit fluidlytics.com today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited today to have CEO of CGP Construction, uh, CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc., Jim Robinson. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. This is an awesome <laughs> opportunity. I'd like to be here. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you make it. Uh, we're, you know, we're coming to kind of the end of the year and there's so many things going on. I was like, I got to get Jim back on because I wanted to hear what's going on with you. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about something from your Food for Thought series, and that was uh, a statement that you put out there. A whole article was really, really good. Um, You shared uh, basically that don't ask for things to be easier. You require and demand yourself to be better. Um, So where did you first come across this? Where where did this idea come from? Because it's, I mean, it resonated from a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know, I don't know when I, when I learned that or recognize that, but that's been a long time ago and I've been speaking into that for many, many years, but it's, uh, it, most people, a lot of people tend to, particularly early years as they start finding or wanting, they think they want to find <laughs> their, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that finger thing. 
they think they want to find <laughs> right. the easy way, right? They, they think that makes most sense. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really make that much sense to me. Uh, finding the easy way is never a growth opportunity. So uh, I basically say, you know, you've got to continually expand yourself. The one thing we got to look out for as leaders and being in those types of roles is you got to continually grow and you got to watch your health so you can take care of other people and serve them. Yes. And it, it's a direct correlation or direct alignment with that quote, basically saying, don't keep asking for the easy way because there's plenty of people that want the easy way. Go find the way that's the hardest and raise yourself up. You go get the education, go get that opportunity, refine yourself so you can continually go after those challenges and be better at it. It makes you more stable when the waters get really rough. It will help stabilize you in managing stress level crazy things coming at you, you can watch people start to crumble around you when this pressure comes on. And then if you make yourself continually make yourself better, you don't stress out when the, when the pressure's on, you simply rise up and perform. I love that, man. Uh, So one of the things we do to kind of start the show off and I want to, I'm going to dive into it, but want to ask you, um, what are you reading now? Because I love to hear what people are reading and, and uh, so I'd love to kind of see what you're reading right now. So the last book I read, like I'm finished with it again. I've read it a two, I've read it three times. I'd say it's called Rocket Fuel. Rocket uh, Fuel. It's a great book. As soon as I get into this thing, it's a it's a great book. It it tells you who who the visionaries are and who the integrators are, yeah. and it's re, it really is important to define those roles. Uh, but that's what I'm reading. That's what I just finished this last week. Uh, I loaded a book yesterday. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but I, I just loaded it last night actually. So I'll start reading that tomorrow. Readers are leaders, man. Yeah, you got to read. I mean, it, leaders are readers. It's, it's actually, it's to me, I can hear, you know, people say, no, I don't read. And I'm like, I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. It, it's that important for me. It is a guiding principle for me. I have to read at least 30 minutes to an hour every single day. Um, it's just extremely important. That's how I expand. It expands me. A lot of self-education and the opportunities of reading. Of course, you can't take everything you read as uh as a biblical sense, right? But you certainly could process it and dissect what you know may resonate in the moment. Well, it becomes uh, it becomes a part of who you are in, in that moment, and then you know you take what you need out of it. And and visiting great books like uh, Think and Grow Rich, back going back and back and hitting those books, you get something new out of it every single time. So, um, so that Rocket Fuel, I'm adding it to my list. You got to get that one on there. It's it. a it's a great book. It really is. I, I actually, I put out a thing last week in uh, emails. I sent people in the office and read this book. If you don't do anything else this week, read that book. Read that book. It's, it's, it depends on what speed you read at, but you know, <laughs> Audible. I like to listen at one and a half crank uh, it times. Up. I crank it up because I can get in more in less time. And it's uh, on a one and a half. It's about a three hour read. It's yeah. it's pretty simple. You know, it's not bad if you if you don't mind people talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I usually talk anyway. So oh, that's right. Well, that's being a <laughs> couple of cups of coffee. That's yeah. pretty normal. Oh. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> happens. Well, Hey man. So I know you believe, um, that statement earlier to be powerful. Um, and it means a lot to people. Can you, can I explain a little bit more about what you meant? Like, why is it so powerful? It's powerful because it, one, you have to have a self-recognition that it's time to 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 grow. It's time to rise up to another occasion. Yeah. Every time things gets everything gets a little rough around us, 
All of those scenarios are rising us. They're raising our levels of awareness or raising our levels of ability to handle different situations. That's why we get those situations. They come at us. It's to grow us. And so we do, we have to rise up. We have to be prepared and make yourself better is the only way to do that. And jumping in full force is, um, that's one way to do it. You got to jump in. You got to really a mindset. It's all a mindset. It's like playing golf. It's all a psychological thing. Business is psychological. It is not about turning the wrench. It's not about putting a light bulb in or fixing an engine in a car. It's all psychology about how things are ran. And it doesn't matter what you do in business. It's the psychology of how you do it. Uh, It's the the engagement. It's the engagement of people. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, one of the analogy you used, and I thought was really, um, that was really good because facility management um, can be a little tough. Use this analogy of a Navy SEAL that who's called to the task in the middle of the night. You know, his task is not easy, but yet it leaves, he leaves the house, you know, transported around the world with just a backpack. And I was going to ask you is like, how do you think that applies to facility maintenance and construction to facility management? Because to me, it kind of seems like we're, kind of a tough group of people. There's a little bit of grit that you need to be in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. For me, referencing a Navy SEAL, it's uh, I've never been one. I've certainly worked with a lot of them. I've gone to Washington, done a lot of lobbying for on behalf of the military. I think it's important that we, you know, do things for society in general and people that support us. And a Navy SEAL is such a refined group it's it's very difficult to get in them you have to have a very you know very strict very disciplined way about you very disciplined demeanor but to get in there is to be called up in the middle of the night they are so trained and so conditioned that at any time they get the call they literally have a backpack ready to go in a moment's notice the phone rings they know to talk to talk on the phone but grab the backpack and be out front you're leaving and they don't know where they're going and so they can be shipped, uh, you know, around the world overnight in 12 hours. They're wherever we need them to be in a moment's notice. So that, that means being efficient. It means being very streamlined in how we do business and how we approach things. When you're carrying all that baggage around, like you're going to move from here to from California to New York, you get yeah. a U-Haul, you got six trucks hauling all of your crap. Most of what you don't need are people pay for storage bills that they don't need to get rid of that crap. <laughs> That's why yes. I use the Navy SEAL as the example because they, they are carrying out one of the toughest tasks that we call anybody to do, and they do that with a backpack. And so that's super efficient. And, and that individual as a SEAL, he doesn't know, he or she doesn't know how long they'll be gone. It could be a minute, it could be five days, it could be six months. They have no idea and they're still just going with a backpack. And the, they may move back home or they may come home in six months and their significant other has already relocated the family to a brand new place. They move in really? like they've always been there with a backpack. And so efficiency, streamlining, be as simplistic as you can, but you resolve, resolve the challenge in the most expeditious fashion. And you do that by being light on your feet, nimble, ready to serve in a moment's notice. And you can only do that if you don't have a lot of baggage. So one of the things you said, and I love, and I I do this quite a bit, is uh, to grow yourself in areas that you, that, that into areas that others fear. 
And uh, I love that pro, you know, I love the thought process behind that, but I want you to kind of expand on that. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, explain that a little bit. <laughs> CGP was founded based on that, on that very principle years ago, 1985 specifically. When I was trying to sell a handyman service back then is what it was known as today. It's facility services and some other things. Back then, it, it was so difficult to sell what I was selling in the commercial space or into retail. It, it yeah. didn't exist, for one. And so I think to that point, it's uh, going in fear gives you an edge, for one. Having that little bit of an edge from the fear factor, if you will, it it gives you a better edge. It makes you more agile going in. And it's like, okay, that's that's scary. Let me go do that. It's like getting on a roller coaster at Disneyland. You go there to get on a roller coaster for a very specific reason. It's yes. the fear factor. So just apply that and go after someplace that most people won't dare to go. That's, I mean, that philosophy um, is a big part of why this podcast exists. <laughs> For yeah. me, you know, we talked about it and I really wanted to be able to bring some value to people and, and serve clients in a different way. And, uh, and it scared the crap out of me. So I was like, yeah, I gotta do it. No, I have to do it now. Now yeah. I have to do it, you know? So that's, to me, it resonated really well with me. And I think that's important for people to understand is, you know, is if you're not uncomfortable, you're, you're not, you're not pushing hard enough. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that, that edge. I mean, some people want to grow for a little bit and then find complacency or comfort again. Uh, I always call it the couch. Um, <laughs> if you, yeah. you grow and then you go back to the couch, you grow, you go back to the couch. You grow. And, uh, for me, it's always been, I've got to be doing and growing something every day. And it's, um, there's a, there's a motivation to a bit of fear yeah. and it becomes, it be, for me, it becomes a driver, but for others, you know, it could be an intense driver and super stressful, but they still find a way to grow, right? The, the fear, faith to fear is really all you got to go forward. You can do that in faith and that means it's a belief that it's going to be okay or the fear it's going to drive you to create another level. And so I, I say, do go where the fear's at, go at it kick the door open and keep pushing because that fear factor is going to create, create some amazing results if you do it. You got to find one or the other. You know, a lot of people are driven because they're scared of things. And, and we have talked about how some of the largest CEOs in the world have the most to lose, you know? And so, you know, a lot of them are driven by faith, but some of them are, are still driven by fear. They don't want to lose what they've gained. And they, just depending on who you are, but you have to figure out a way to use that to motivate you. No. Yeah, I, I participate in a lot of groups and a lot of different leadership groups and a lot of CEOs is who I associate with in those mastermind groups. And there's not one of them that will tell you they don't do business in fear. There's, it's our guiding, it's our guiding model. It, it literally drives us every day. It prevents the failures. It, it, it creates the enthusiasm. It creates the growth in others is our fear factor that we live with. There's no CEO walking near earth. And I, I'd put money on this, that if in their quietest moments, in their moment of truth, they will all tell you the same thing. We all live with a moment. We all live in a, in a fear base, but we have the faith that it's going to push us through that fear. We yeah. have the belief it's going to succeed. We have gross failures along our journey. All of us do that. All do. And it's be, it's because we push through those moments. We go past that fear. 
and then all of a sudden there's the flame and we get burned and then we turn around <laughs> we come back and we we try another path and another try set again. of fears try another set of fears and go in the same same belief system uh, i think uh, i'm a lot of different industries have that experience. I mean, almost all of them do. I feel like facility management has uh, a lot of that. And if, you know, if one of us uh, or, or a facility manager has a breakdown, it can affect hundreds of thousands of people or it can affect just, you know, a hundred people. But there's a lot on this, a lot at stake at facility management. So we really have to be tuned in to know what's going on and, and stay vigilant on that because there's just, there's a lot going on and we really have to be careful with uh, pretty much everything, really. Kind of everything because you're dealing with a facility and that's not only our own families that work for us that count on us to do, do right by everyone and do a good thing to continue to grow. They're doing repairs that people are counting on having their office, their place of business to be able to go and work the next day so they can make money. And they're serving people that need food or books or whatever industry we happen to be served. We're affecting potentially thousands on one work order. Yeah. Literally one work order. So you you could be in the tens of thousands of people in the effect of a failure or success. And that's that edge of fear drives that level of success. It keeps you edgy, keeps you wandering, keeps you very vigilant. It's like speeding down a highway. You get hyper hyper in, not that I speed by the way but you get <laughs> hyper in tune with your surroundings um not so much in and you're going to get a ticket but that you're protecting lives and you're doing things and yeah. just being a very vigilant driver that could be a, a reference point in how you do business it's the same thing that we train techs to do be super vigilant do it with speed but be very effective and it falls back into that you have to demand yourself to be better Every single minute of the day, you have to continue to strive to be better, to continue to uh, do things. And it's not, the, it's often, most times, it's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. The harder choice is often the, the right choice. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes I'll ask employees, I'll say, how'd you show up today? Yeah. And I, you know, one through 10, how'd you show up? That, that question isn't for Jim Robinson. That question is for the individual to put themselves in check and really kind of do that deep dive and say, and they showed up at a five or six or whatever that may be. Mm. They got to go check the mirror and say, whoa, why did I show up as a six and not a nine and a half? Yeah. What's going on? That's not for me. It's for, for the individual. It's to spark that discomfort so they can say, whoa. What what am what's going on with me? I need to put myself in check. Am I am I delivering like I'm supposed to? Am I meeting my minimums? And that's why I ask those types of questions. It's a little bit of fear factor coming from the CEO. Uh, I get that. I understand that's not an intentionality thing, but the question is very intentional in the fact that people got to think. Yeah. And so by asking that, I know ninety nine percent of the employees when I ask that question. They really think they're providing an answer that I need to hear. And that's not what it's about. It's about creating that, okay, how did you show up? And then it's putting each individual, their self in check. I don't read those reports. I know they're going to say six to 10. It's a hundred percent. I can gamble on this and make money. They're going to <laughs> pick those same numbers on a consistent basis. Mm. They typically pick one below what they're truly performing at. They never pick one higher. And those show up. So when they say six, it's probably a five. They know in their soul and their heart how they actually showed up. 
and you can watch them shift over the coming days when I ask those types of questions. So there is some fear factor in that and they, they do, it does change them. Sure. That's actually a good segue into the next question I want to ask you, which you have this quote and it's a Jim Robinson quote on there. Uh, I'll add, it says, when you look in the mirror, you'll find the problem and the solution. And I've heard you say this multiple times before. I wanted to see if you could speak to that a little bit. Kind of runs right into what you were just saying. Yeah, you know, years ago, 25 years ago, we actually had those little convex mirrors, uh, which go on your rear view mirror as a blind sure. spot mirror. Yep. We set them, we set them on, uh, stuck them on the, the upper right corner of everyone's uh, mo- uh, monitors. Back then, the monitors, of course, were the size of taxes. They were enormous. And the screens were small like this phone I'm staring into, yeah. but, but the monitor was, you know, eight, 85 pounds. <laughs> That's right. But we, we stuck those little convex mirrors on the, on the upper right corner. And we did that for a reason. It's one, are you smiling? When you get on your phone, are you smiling? Are you having a good day? Are you smiling internally? What, you know, what's really coming out? And the second part of that was, is I always believe that I'm my own enemy, right? And, as a type A personality, I'm super critical of myself and how I do and what I do and how I perform. And in, in doing that, that's really a, just a reflection, right? So the reflection could be the mirror. And so metaphorically, we use the mirrors to do that. But I say, you look in the mirror and you're going to find why you just had this major blow up, why, why this meltdown. If you look in that mirror, you're going to see the issue. And if you're really cognizant of what that mirror is saying to you, look into your eyes and you figure this out. You can sit and write down an action step or three or five or a hundred that will correct whatever just happened, right? And so you own, own whatever the mess up was, create an action item or multiple to correct the behavior and watch because the solution is also staring right in your face in that mirror. Mm. And that's why those little convex, 25 years ago we did this. This is crazy. Um, but those little convex mirrors, all you see is that little BDI basically staring in there. <laughs> I had one on my own on my own desktop, on my own computer. And uh, literally, it, it puts you in check. It's, uh, it, you look at that mirror and it, it basically says, whoa, I, I am the one. And when people around you, particularly management roles and leadership roles, you, you got to look at that mirror sometimes. And you're like, am I, am I showing up as a 10? Yeah. Am I, am I leading to my best ability? And even as a tech or anybody else, are you leading at your peak? Yeah, so that mirror is, I use it for a metaphor, but it's, the problem is staring at you. Usually, depends on your level of play, but people will say, well, you know, Johnny did it, Mary did it, those guys didn't show up, it was a collaborative effort, I told them what to do. That's that's the kind of BS I really despise hearing in, in company. Um, so that mirror is is the best indicator, and I reference it. If somebody starts giving me excuses, I'm like, you better go check your mirror. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll tell you who the problem is, and it's not Johnny and it's not Mary. I think we all could use a little bit of that. Awesome. Yeah, 100%. Every single one of us need that. I need it. People I, I count on as mentors and leaders for me, mm-hmm. they need it. It's uh, right on down. If we could implement it, stick it on everybody's windshield, driving down the highway in our vans, uh, we get a different response there, too. Metaphorically, we stick that mirror right in front of them, and they look at that, and they whoa, that's the problem. You know what? I bet we're going to show up the next week with little mirrors on our monitors. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to revert back to that. That's a great idea. That. 
That's what I say. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I think we should hang mirrors by everybody's uh, office door. That's That'd right. be great. Be what? Check my hair. Yeah, yeah, that's what no. it is. <laughs> that's not it. Well, listen, man, I want to wrap up. Um, I'll definitely we're gonna have you back on. There's so many things going on. It's um, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's the years it's November. It's like gonna be you know, three seconds will be over. Um, but uh, you know, what's on your mind for 2020 for you? What's next for CHP and for Jim Robinson? Yeah, we got explosive growth going on. We're taking over multi states. We're going to continue that growth pattern. We have some really ram, ramped up uh, program for 2020 to be able to close in a couple of other states by December 2020, which will be here in like 20 minutes. Yes. It's going to go so fast. We have a five-year plan. We have written plans for all the way through our tenure. Um, uh, so aggressive growth plans really and very much aligned to what we do. We're refining those skill sets. Uh, refining when we make errors and mistakes, it's a hundred percent ownership training that across all, all platforms is just, you got to own it. You have to own everything that's happening. If you for a second deny it or give the, I know it, uh, you're going to lose. You really, you really got to go all in. So for 2020, keep coaching on full ownership at all levels across all platforms for us, uh, aggressive growth, yeah. Partnering, partnering with some other trades professionals that will uh, help influence and, and uh, go side by side with us uh, on this journey. But uh, it's been our target. We've been around a very long time, 35 years. And um, so that, that's it. It's, it's continued growth. Well, great advice today. Great article. That Food for Thought series, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go check it out. You can see it on uh, all of CGP's social media. It's all over the place. And uh, Jim, thank you for coming back on the show. We'll definitely have you on again. I really appreciate it. Uh, can't wait to see what happens in 2020, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Send questions. I, I want questions, man. Give me some hard, hard right. questions. And some uh, challenges. I hear that. I'll, 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 jump, I'll jump on this podcast and answer these questions to the best of my ability. And if I mess it up, I'll say I did. But uh, give me give me some opportunity to get on this thing, man. Give me. All right. Give me some challenges. We'll, we'll bring you some uh, hard questions for you next time. Yeah. <laughs> do it. All right, Jen. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you.